finally got there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jarek Show, your weekly dose of cybersecurity knowledge, entertainment, and um, information, and what have you. So I was just looking off camera for a bit because I was just like looking up on what's notable about today. Did you know today, the 14th of July in uh, 1934, New York Times erroneously decre declares Babe Ruth 700 home run record to stand for all time. Uh, in 1948, on this day, uh, Togliatti, leader of the Italian Communist Party, is shot near to the Italian parliament in an assassination attempt. And of course, it's Bastille Day. Uh, the French Revolution begins. So I think it's the day that marks... The as the French like to riot, they rioted and chopped off the heads of many of their world leaders. Well, not world leaders, many of their own leaders, kings, and what have you. And, you know, there are some days working alongside Eric that I, I sometimes think that, you know, the guillotine wasn't probably such a bad idea. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. And quicker than you can say, off with his head. Eric, how you doing? I'm all right. Did you say guillotine? Isn't it guillotine? Or, or, tomato, or just... tomato, whatever. <laughs> Your American accent mixed in with whatever the, however the French like to pronounce. I ain't got them. no accent. What you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> Next, you'll be saying it's croissant. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we oui, oui. yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know even less French than I do like German. Well, I'm not saying not and much. Yeah, and nine. Yeah, exactly. Danka, <laughs> Danka. Yeah. No. How's it going, Javad? We we missed last week again. What's up with us, man? We're kind of slacking. You notice We're that? There's nothing slacking about it. I was in New York, New York last week, 
it was um, a vacation. I went with my daughter. We saw the 4th of July fireworks. It was really good. I felt really patriotic towards the wrong yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you, the Brit, goes to the U.S. to celebrate us throwing you, the British, out of the uh, U.S. You know, it's, it's one of those things. You just like go there. <laughs> one thing I've got to say, America, it's a nation just like any other, but one thing they excel at is marketing. It is such a great marketed nation that you almost believe it's as great as you Americans Americans think it is. <laughs> it's... Yeah. You know, speaking of travel, though, I saw a story here locally, again, that I think ties right into something that you have personal experience with. And oh. that was a flight coming into Tampa Airport got into some turbulence. And people literally hit the ceiling and came back down. They had to bring them off the plane uh, through an ambulance and get medical attention. You were you were on a flight like that coming into Tampa a few years ago, weren't you? I was, yeah. Yeah, about four years ago. It was my first trip over. And yeah. honestly, I was never a nervous flyer before then. And ever since then, <laughs> whenever there's any turbulence, I'm like, oh, you know, I tighten the seatbelt as hard as I can now. Before it was like loosely around my waist. Now it's like tight white knuckle all the way, like cut off circulation to my legs. Can't feel a thing. But, you yeah, well, know, I, I do not want to leave my seat. Yeah, you said your laptop like hit the overhead. and came My laptop went down, up yeah. and I grabbed it just as because I had my headphones on and I was watching a movie on my laptop. And the laptop went up and I grabbed it and I heard this thud. And I thought oh, crap, we've landed. I thought I, I didn't hear any announcements. I must have been so lost in it. I was really like, and then I, no, we're still in the air. And then I was, I looked out the window really nervously because I was sure that half the wing of would have been ripped off or something. But no, it was just turbulence. But yeah, people went up, they hit the 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 top and they, they needed, um, you know, uh, yeah, medical assistance. medical assistance. Yeah. 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 No. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it is one of those things that when they tell you to wear your seatbelt, you know um, I, I honestly believe that I know a lot of people don't really think it's that big a deal when you're in the air, but man uh, it, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. And uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. It I just, I be. saw that story. I thought of you, I thought of your experience when you were coming into land and uh, yeah, I, I remember that story because you were a little shaken up. I was, yes. I was glad to be alive. One of those, <laughs> one of those things, you know, I, I'm like a broken record now. Whenever I'm on a flight and there's any bit of turbulence, I have the urge to turn around to the person next to me and say, I was on a flight once and this is nothing compared to the turbulence I experienced. <laughs> hey, did they come through afterwards and say, and there's no additional charge for that extra bit of ride you got there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was Allegiant or one of those, they probably would have tried to charge you for the extra experience. No, the, you, know, you know, it's like the, the the air crew was so nice and they, they came over, checked on everyone and everything. And there was like in, in my section, there's quite a young lady. She she was um, she was looking after everyone. And then she was like really polite and positive to everyone. Oh, it's just a bit of turbulence. It's OK. Hope you're OK. Sit down. We'll get you some water. We'll get you this and what have you. And then she sat down in the in the 
seat that you know they have in in between the yeah like, yeah the, the jump seat thing the yeah. jump seat uh you know where the where the catering area is and I, and I looked around the corner and she was there and she was crying and she was like wiping away her tears and I felt so bad for her because like she was only like 20 something or what have you but she put on a, a brave face to to put everyone else at ease and was she sitting in a little pile of uh, of liquor bottles the little <laughs> no. tiny like, vodka <laughs> bottles everywhere <laughs> No, that you know, I was on a flight uh, in uh, in Canada. Actually, it was it was it was a terrible mess of a uh, of a bunch of flights and people were on strike and all this. Anyways, this was way way back when. Um, got up there and uh, we were getting ready to deplane and we were standing up. It, I was up in first class, but we were all standing up. And next thing you know, just the world moved out from under me. And I ended up hitting my back on like the, the center in first class between where the trays sit and all that on the metal. Turns out um, a Lufthansa truck ran into the jetway, which was against our plane. And the poor gal in the uh, jetway that was like out there driving it, they said she hit like both walls before she hit the ground. And I mean, there were, it was bad. It was really ugly. Got off that plane. It was, it was a mess. Um, but yeah, it's kind of scary when that happens and you don't know what's going on just out of the blue, something like that. So anyways, yeah, good way to start the week, right? Yeah, great way. Uh, welcome to the Jerick Show, the, the show <laughs> that tells us all about plane, plane trains and automobiles. <laughs> hey, in all much. fairness, you've talked travel before because of my travel curse. So it, it's been a topic before. It has been a topic before, yes, it has. But um, but I like how you like you threw it in there. I hit my back on the bit between first class and business, just to let no, no, people no, no, know no. that you don't you don't travel with the commoners. The you're, you're not a peasant, you, you know. Such a travel snob, such a travel snob. Anyway, hey, oops, those are my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the. <laughs> oh, such skill, such smoothness. No wonder people tune in so much. We'd like to thank our two visitor, uh, two. Two viewers right now, which I know there's more, but it, it only shows two. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This no, but see, but the great thing is they've left comments like that I can throw up on screen anytime. So, like, what do you think of my 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 transition? Ah, Nesta says it's great. Oh my goodness. What do you think of Eric's face? That is funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we can do this all day. You ever thought about being a journalist? I mean, um, <laughs> Yeah. Fox News, if you need me, uh, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. go into some of this now. Number Let's... of email-based phishing attacks surge 464%. That's oh. a large surge. Yeah, That's and you know who they're blaming it on, right? ChatGPT. ChatGPT. Yep. Using ChatGPT for crafting these things is what mm. they're saying is behind this major surge of this which i thought was kind of interesting it is it is interesting but you know chat gpt allows you to automate a lot of it it allows you to make a little bit of tailoring tweaking and also you know fixes your bad grammar and spelling if that's what you want doing and i think that's one of the key things right there is you know we still run into that where translations are are hideous if you've ever tried uh, Google Translate before it'll almost get the the job done, but it's not very good. And uh, I've, I've talked about this before. A coworker of mine and I one day decided we were only going to 
uh, communicate through emails that we had used Google Translate on. So we would translate to another language and then they would, you know, translate it back using Google Translate. Yeah. And what ended up happening with that was just horrible. It was a, it was a terrible thing, uh, but it was kind of a fun little thing. So if you ever want to have some fun like that, uh, get a colleague and uh, vow only to communicate through a language using Google Translate. And you will find that it's amazing. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. So the chat GPT seems to do a much better job at doing the translations. Maybe we should try that where we do it using chat GPT. Maybe just, we should. Maybe translate. we should. It might improve the quality of this show. At least that's entirely possible. That's your 50%. It's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a really interesting one. Go and take it. Take this one. Yeah. I mean, this is this is somebody who's an ethical hacker who decided to go unethical and then try to try to do ethical again or something. Um, basically, this was somebody who is employed as a cybersecurity person that decided to go out. And the point of this is, you know, that temptation is always there. Um, now, they're not saying who the employer was, but the Apparently, the previous employer on his resume was at Amazon. Um, so not really hard to figure that one out. But apparently, he got into this crypto exchange and uh, transferred a bunch of money, but then transferred some back and kept like a million and a half in exchange for them not calling law enforcement. It's <laughs> Gmail report. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently this is a thing and I didn't, I didn't realize this, but basically they steal a bunch of money and then they come back and say, well, I'll give you back like 90% of it if you don't call the cops. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that I, were you familiar with that kind of a, I am a not familiar with that kind of thing, but you can see the genius in that. Oh yeah. yeah and you because totally. It's like, on one hand, it's like I've lost 100% of whatever that amount is. And I can go to the police, but, you know, how much faith do you have in the, in the legal system and the cops to be able to track someone down effectively and then recover the money and what have you? Yeah. And on, on this, in this case, you, you're just like, um, yes, wow, indeed, Ebony, I feel <laughs> the same. In this case, you're like, oh, okay, it's a 10% hit but it's better than losing a million. I'm only losing a hundred thousand. And so I yeah. think it's psychologically, it's a very, very shrewd move. Well, and I got to wonder too, here's me putting on my tinfoil hat and, and going black hat again on the other side. What if the people made an insurance claim and then said, what, what money? We didn't get any money back. <laughs> and they pocket, I mean, you know what I mean? There's ways that they could turn that into it. Like, Oh no, we, you know, we only got half of it back. You know, it's kind of like the old uh, uh, the old bust with the police where, you know, they they bust some person with a bunch of cocaine and a million in cash. And then that 900,000 gets uh, put in, you know, evidence. And then when they go to court, they take that 800,000 and they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, yes. it's it's like there's a lot of ways that that this kind of triggered to me that you could almost play this game. But I didn't know that 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 was a thing, frankly that turning around doing that now clearly in this case because it's in the news the people did 
go ahead and call the cops because what's he going to do about it at that point? <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we got most of our money back. Why not call the cops? Um, but I think this is, this was interesting. And of course they um, looked through his Google stuff where he was looking at what he might be responsible for here and, and talking about fleeing the U S which is always an interesting thing when they, uh, when they end up subpoenaing your uh, Google records. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, there's this bit in the story that I say goes back to the brilliant marketing that is the USA. Armand <laughs> used his skills as a computer security engineer to steal millions of dollars. He then allegedly tried to hide the stolen funds, but his skills were, were no, no match. match for the, the IRS <laughs> criminal <laughs> investigations cyber crimes unit. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um <laughs> No, okay, that's a good point. That's I some mean, good PR right there. That's a good good marketing right there. The skills is. were no match for. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to voice over that section. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, this was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, Russians putting fake ads out there uh, of BMWs, cheap BMWs. Comrade well, Here's a BMW. <laughs> you can have it in any color as long as it's red. Well, what was interesting is this was based off a true ad that I think a Polish diplomat um, had posted up and sent out to some people. I guess he was moving out or whatever. And so sent it out to everybody. And the Ruskies got a hold of it, allegedly. The Ruskies got a hold of it. And basically weaponized it by changing. If you look at that picture up there, there's like a bit.ly link for more pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they weaponized this ad, which was a legitimate ad that was sent out to a bunch of people by a diplomat. So it may have contained a little bit of uh, trust factor there. If people are like, oh, yeah, you know, so and so sent out this. Yeah, he's selling that BMW. I heard about that. And then this pops in your inbox. 7,500 euros for a BMW uh, 5 Series. Come on now. Yeah, it's it's a two, 2011 model. It's done 266,000 kilometers, which is like... I, I don't know how many miles. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to do the maths in my head. And I can't <laughs> you live out. in kilometer land, don't you? You should no. know. The UK is oh, miles. That's right. you Why do, do miles. you think we... We Brexited, man, because we just couldn't put up with that crap no more. <laughs> You're semi-imperial. Yeah. It, it's like we pick and choose whatever the best things are, most convenient are to us. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah I thought okay. that was interesting that, that that was based on a real one and that they weaponized it. So, so we're going through the the, 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 the full house today. We, we, we've... Uh, soiled the good name of chat GPT, blamed the Russians, <laughs> and now we're moving on to the Chinese. Let's cover it all. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a group basically got into a bunch of uh, email accounts. And what was interesting about this, I mean, this was a token forgery type thing. Yes. Where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they used a vulnerability created in order to do backwards compatibility where before a certain date, it didn't do certain things with certificates. And so they end up forging the certificate to look like before that date. And next thing you know, 
they're in the mailboxes. And we both know, I think, how dangerous it is when a, a legitimate email account ends up being taken oh, over. Like, I mean, people underestimate how your inbox literally is your universal key to the world. Yeah. If you forget a password, what do they do? Oh, we'll email you the link to reset your password. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like if, if you forget anything, it's like, oh, do you have access to your email? Yes, I do. You want to fool someone else? Send them an email. It's yep. just the, the the center of everyone's digital universe. Well, and you can jump in and, and piggyback on previous conversations. If you're a bad actor going into, you know, the, the history popping something up and replying to somebody and go, Hey, there's a new something about this. Check yeah. out this link. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. you can use that because there's a level of trust already in place through previous communications. This is really, really dangerous. And we've seen stuff like this used for, you know, silly kind of stuff. Yeah. Jonathan, two beam, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Even with, even with 200,000 kilometers or, or four miles or whatever that comes out to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, buy one, get one free. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, gosh, I don't remember what the hell I was saying. It was brilliant. Um, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I've seen some things done with like a CEO sending out an email to the whole organization and say, hey, I'm not saying you have to donate to this charity, but it would be very good for you if you donated to this charity. <laughs> and it's a fake charity set up by the bad actors. But yeah, they yeah. use the executive to to push that yeah. out there. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Sneaky stuff. Cool. Okay. So I when so, when I did this uh, what what I will say is when I did a, a comment op on this, I was like how do you defend against this when they have forged tokens? Like like there's yeah. no don't follow a link, there's no MFA, there's no, no. there's nothing uh, that there's nothing yeah. that the user can do, there's no interaction, there's nothing that uh, but I mean, Microsoft too. They create. I think they they've patched it all now, so there's no vulnerability. Yeah. But it shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could come up with on this is essentially, if you get like, you know, how you get email notifications on your phone, and it's like mm -hmm. so and so sent you a message, and you go into your inbox and it's not there. Start being cautious because they will like bad actors when they take over this. They'll do those communications and then delete them. So if you're getting notifications for stuff that are not in your inbox, be very careful, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So how many bad actors do you think are sending, you know, spam, spam emails around the world globally? I mean, by the amount of, of. Well, what's global population like 32 billion or so? I don't even know, but oh. uh, what. Because if you subtract four of those, then the rest are all scammers, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So I don't like people. Okay. <laughs> now, according to Barracuda Networks, uh. fewer than 100 scammers <laughs> are responsible for global email extortion. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to say um, there's a word missing in there, like much of or most uh, uh email extortion because there's no way it's only a hundred people responsible for all of the email crap and this is probably there. before they started using chat gpt and now it's probably down to about 20 it's so <laughs> like <laughs> yeah now we do know that a lot of this stuff does come back to um like as a service stuff so phishing is a service, malware is a service, ransomware is a service, you know. Um, and and I did read this, you know, a lot of it they're basing on payment stuff. 
Yeah. Um, and what what I started thinking about when I looked at this actually was, sure, maybe a, a hundred very active accounts, but that doesn't necessarily mean individuals because no. in those as a service things are going to be processing and receiving payments for a lot of other stuff. But it is interesting to see that there's a hundred entities that have a very significant impact on this, it seems. It is. It is. And, you know, some of the, a lot of these Bitcoin wallets are used as just the initial dumping place from where they can launder it. So it gets put through the, 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 the churners. Well, I've forgotten the, the mixers. Name. The mixers. That's the, what, the churners. Same thing. Mixers, churners, same thing. Yeah, blame and, it on the British, right? That, that's your, <laughs> that's a British word for it. It's churner. Yes. Yes. Of course. Of it's course. like a boot. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so I, I, yeah. I mean, I think the methodology might be a bit suspect and, and, and the thing, but I also think it's it's interesting. There's probably fewer than we actually think actual organized groups out there. So I know yeah. everyone thinks that there's like tens of thousands of or hundreds of thousands of criminals out there. Probably not, but... I mean, this is from Barracuda, who tends to run ads like buy our WAF and breaches are a thing of the past. Yes. Right. Which uh, is this the same Barracuda that a few months ago said like ditch your ditch your hardware like it's unpatchable. Uh, um, anyway, know. let let's not get into like that <laughs> just, that sort yeah. of thing. Apologies, <laughs> very unprofessional of Eric to even bring that kind of thing up, and shame oh, on you. Oh my my my! That's such a soapbox issue for me. I've I've gotten into them at the booth before in some places about their advertising. So hey. okay, yeah. Indian developer fired 90% of tech support team <laughs> and outsourced the job to AI again. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is a new, a new yeah. type of offshoring, I suppose. Right? So the developer is called Dukan. Uh, Dukan is basically means shop. Um, okay. And, and they, 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 they build online stores for, for customers and what have you. And uh, Sumit Shah, who's the founder, actually, let's go on Twitter and see it. Uh, from the horse's mouth, um, you know, they laid off 90% and because of this AI chatbot. And here's huh. how we do it. So, so, you know, time to first response went from one minute 44 to instant. Um, resolution time went from two hours, 13 minutes to three minutes and 12 seconds. Customer support costs reduced by 85%. So he said he set it up and he and he went at it and um, you know let it, let it run overnight or something, and the next day, the next morning, two hundred live chats and fourteen hundred support tickets have been marked as resolved, oh. and he starts feeling like uh, Bradley Cooper's character, Bradley Cooper's character from Limitless, and I think this is really interesting. Yeah, uh, two observations. First is I say it would be interesting to go through these and see how many people just like gave up on it because they're like right. You're a dumb AI <laughs> That's kind of where I was going. <laughs> I, I do not want to speak to you. Yeah, how many were actually resolved or you know they they just like burnt it and said no this is a non-issue. The AI um, says it's resolved, so clearly yeah. it was resolved yeah. with positive uh, outcome. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I think. <coughs> This is like first level staff that you're replacing. And they typically would just follow a script anyway. You call them up and they're like, 
Have you tried turning it off and on again? Are you sure that the cable's plugged in? Have you logged onto your own account? You know, it's a it's a it's a painful process that you're going through. And if that's something that can be automated, then it should be automated. So it's not really groundbreaking in that regard. I think it's a great marketing move. He he might, must have spent some time in the US to have learned these tactics. You were so on a he, roll today. He, he went, he, he got the um, the whole thing going and, you know, saying an AI. But, you know, we've we've had like AI assistants and chatbots and everything like that for for a while now. So, um, you know, it's not terrible. It, it's, it's not a it's not a terribly new invention or innovation. It's just what it what it is, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, to your point, you're right with uh, the the initial connections are often very, you know, basic information collection or throwing somebody to like a knowledge base article or something like that, that, you know, it's when it gets escalated to the next tier that people actually have to do some thinking. So this may be a perfect place for AI in, uh, in a non-thinking capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, so, so you're saying that you can be replaced by AI very soon. In I was waiting for that. Yeah. non thinking capacity. capacity. I was yeah. waiting for that. It took you a while though. <laughs> you're a little slow I got, today. I got distracted because I just got a notification that uh, a correction, because like, you know, on, we're, we're not like, Fox News. We're not like some of these other low quality podcasts. We have fact checkers, fact checkers. We do running in the background, making sure that everything we say is correct. And I have a a correction to make that we're not, you know, we're not to, paying them, right? To no, no, these are criminally overworked interns that you're yeah. talking about. The, for the the, show, yeah. You know, it was great. There was like so many staff let off by this. Uh, um, this online store in India, and they, their staff were just desperate for any jobs or whatever. So I just hired a bunch of them. So uh, <laughs> they said, um, Bastille Day is the anniversary of storming the Bastille prison, hence the name, on July 14th, 1789. The French Revolution started on May 5th. So Bastille Day is not the anniversary of the start of the revolution. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, I think like, okay, that's probably factually correct, but you're kind of splitting hairs here because. Because you, you, it's part of the revolution. Because it's like a, a pregnant pause. <laughs> no, because I just realized because. that what I was going to say wasn't true because I got the dates wrong in my head. <laughs> well. <laughs> Are they AI bots? Oh, I don't think this one is. <laughs> no, no, no. <sighs> yeah. As they say in France back in the day, with a French accent, with, off in with French, but you know, off with his head. And uh, with that, we got rid of Eric. Hopefully, we can stay rid of him uh, until next week. Stay secure, my friends. <laughs>